the Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the conference championship college football betting recap and quick playoff look ahead. I'm Stucky and joining me, as always, my BBOC fellow co-host, Colin Wilson, live from beautiful Las Vegas. We just watched the reveal. Um, I got to give credit to ESPN. That was cruel. Uh, they knew that they had us all, and they were going to draw it out. I think they had every person on the payroll go to a town, and they went to them. Um, but, yeah, that was nerve-wracking. They went one, two, three. No surprises with Michigan, Washington, Texas. Although there was a little uncertainty with Texas. And then they went to six. Uh, but it ends up being Alabama in over Florida State. I was pretty confident that was going to be the decision just because one of the principles literally says if you have a player or coach that's unavailable that would materially impact your performance which we saw they threw for 50 yards yesterday so i think the committee got it right Colin, what's going on how nervous were you and uh i'm sure with your futures positions yes yeah. uh you're you're a very happy man this morning i am unbelievably happy you've been writing about what the college football playoff is going to do for weeks uh I, we had one of those I had a Texas a week where we took Texas, found a 25 to one out there, found Alabama nine to one one week. And then the Washington ticket is like it that is it's a crazy story. Like, you know, a book out here in Las Vegas hung a hundred to one on Washington last February. Everybody else in the world hung 40 to one. So it's one of those things where I didn't put it in the app because it wasn't available. Like after I got done hitting it, it immediately went down to 40 to one. I think it's just a, you can tell by the ticket who, who who put it out, but I don't think that they meant to have a hundred to one on Washington. So I didn't put it in the app because nobody else could get it. And I generally don't put things in the app where it's not available to everybody. So I have a huge position on Washington. I have a big position on Alabama and Texas. The one I don't have is Bodog Jim. Oh my God. Bodog Jim could ruin Bodog it. Bodog Jim could ruin Christmas, uh, the holiday season, I guess. We have to, I, I, I forget we saw more than Christmas before we play these games. Um, how were you scale of one to 10? How confident were you that Texas and Alabama were going to get in? I would say I was like 60 40. Mm -hmm. I was pretty confident. Um, you know, I I always thought that there was a chance, like a small chance that they just fall back on the easy path and say, you know, we can't leave an undefeated power five conference champion out. Um, yeah, I was probably like 70 30 last night with some. Yeah. beverages 80 20 maybe then i was like 60 40 uh by the time the reveal happened how about you i got more confident confident as the night went on maybe that was uh you know beverage fueled but uh i mean let me think about it logistically think about it how much money has espn dumped into the sec you're just gonna leave 
their champion out. No. And then if you're going to bring them in, you have to bring in a Texas team that beat Alabama. I mean, it, it, it there's no way those two were going to be left out. And the other thing, too, is this is the last time the 14 playoff. I mean, literally, you don't have to have any apologies for Florida State, which I feel like is really bad for Florida State. Mike Norvell knows the cameras on him. The, the announcement comes. He's frozen for about five seconds before he stands up, has to compose himself. I was confident the whole time because if you bring in Alabama, which you have to because you're in bed with the SEC, you got to bring in the team that beat him, right? And so yeah. and also think about it from like a geographical and a logistics perspective. Like you just you just drew the biggest ratings in college football history. I mean, you you absolutely were not going to gain anything by having Florida State in there. So I think that all made sense last night. I'm glad it came to fruition today. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about any precedent or anything. We're, we're going to 12 teams next year. It's like it huh. doesn't matter um, for what happened in the last four-team playoff, but it was definitely exciting. Someone uh, brought up – they just tweeted this at me right now, uh, R. James. Long-term betting perspective, coaches are – incentivized to lie about injuries travis travis is obvious but going forward you know you could say you you, you should say no he's rehabbing he'll be back in two weeks right even if it's a six-month injury uh-huh. um but definitely an interesting morning pretty uneventful conference championship saturday uh let's do best call worst call bet regret we'll get into the voicemails and uh We'll get out of here. Um, we'll share maybe just our, our first quick thoughts of the of the lines at the end. But uh, I'll say best call, uh, Miami Ohio. I'll, I'll I'll pat myself on the back and victory lap you on that one. Worst call uh, was App State. I know it wasn't as bad as the final score, but they gave up fifty points. So that defensive improvement that I was expecting, uh, I definitely didn't expect Troy to put up forty nine. And bet regret. Um, was not a great call by you. I didn't, I missed the 34 and a half and then it was 35 and a half and I didn't end up playing Texas uh, team total over, which hit by the first end of the first half. Right. I think. Yep. Uh, so that's my bet regret. Um, I just missed the number and it was around a key, but I should have, I should have dove in anyway. Uh, how about you? Best call, worst call, bet regret. Yeah. Probably the worst calls Toledo. I mean, the box score, after I graded the box score, I thought, you know, this was Toledo should, would, had no chance to cover. The The box score was pretty even for the two. Miami of Ohio definitely deserved a win. So it's just a complete miss on Toledo minus seven. Um, so Miami special teams were ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They were really good in that game. But I mean, everything else was, a pr- I mean, pretty good day. I mean, surviving that under 10 and a half first quarter for Alabama and Georgia was good. <laughs> oh, that was a sweat. <laughs> the Texas uh, team total over was the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. The Boise wager was easy, one of the easiest bets I've ever made in my life. Uh, and then you pried it out of me. You completely pried it out of me on the podcast. Like, oh, you know, who's winning Bama, Georgia, give me an answer, give me an answer. And I finally said Bama and had plenty of, um, money on Bama and futures on Bama. So I'm glad that that came through. Um, so from a bet regret perspective, I didn't have any Texas side. Uh, I knew it, it felt like a game where they were going to be able to, you know, stuff Bowman away and stuff Ollie Gordon away, um, and didn't get anything on the side. I, not really a whole bunch of regret. I pretty much acted on everything I needed to. So, um, you know, I think the the one regret was not putting in more. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was it was it was a really good championship Saturday. And worst call, uh, App State, right? Well, you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we both whiffed on uh, App State, but uh, let's 
short voicemails this week with only a couple games. Um, and uh, so let's let's run through them here and see what you guys have to say. I haven't listened to these yet. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Yo, this is Benjamin from Philadelphia. That Ponzi scheme known as New Mexico State. Every Ponzi scheme falls apart. Bernie Madoff was the last one, and now it's New Mexico State and Diego Pavia. Them, go Liberty, go Flames, let's go, baby! Yeah, we win that 10 out of 10 times if Diego does not get hurt. So, it's forever. Diego, Diego. Calling in to give my props to Stucky, a.k.a. the Oracle of Lexington. Let the record show you are 100% right. Diego, Diego, despite four touchdowns, the Ponzi scheme has proven he is not the gambling Heisman of the year because it turns out Blaze, yes, Blaze is the best quarterback on the team. I am here to officially say that Blaze is the best QB available in the transfer portal. One incredible showing when he came in there. Just an absolute masterclass, even though they couldn't pull it out. Stuck correct as always, and I'm here to officially start the blaze to Wisconsin rumors. Take care, gentlemen. Yeah, I'll let you go on this one because I was literally at the Pac-12 championship trying to stream a little bit of this game to watch my Liberty future, so I'll let you handle Diego Diego. Yeah, unfortunately, Diego's probably out of the running for the gambling house, but it was a great it was a great run. A group of five guys were beat me a couple times there, and I mean, what they finished ten and three against the spread with a a bowl pending or 10, uh, 11 and three. They played 13 games. Maybe um, Diego was fine. The problem was their defense. Uh, I think at one point, maybe before garbage time, I, I don't, I got to go through the actual box, but there was a point late in the game or it actually ended up that this way where Liberty was averaging 10 yards per play for the game for most of the game. So yeah, you're, you're just not going to win. Um, so you can't really put that on Diego and he got hurt. The backup came in. He did end up throwing a pick, but he looked okay. Jerry Kill had a really good game plan, some really good play calling. The Liberty defense has issues, which is something that we'll have to talk about when we preview their bowl. Because think about it. They were they had the easiest schedule in the country, right? They were playing all of those bad offenses in conference USA. And their you know non-conference schedule was awful as well. So I think that Liberty's defense got exposed a bit as well. But it basically just came down to New Mexico State not getting enough stops. They basically couldn't get any stops. So, um, yeah, Liberty ends up covering. New Mexico State had a chance late but couldn't get there. Bet regret on the I, – the, uh, I was just worried about the pace, but I wish I wish I hit the over, um, yeah. especially early on. Well, Liberty's going to – we're going to find out. I think Liberty's going to get that New Year's Six slot. So, uh, what would the – so – I would take SMU. I know hmm. that they lost Stone, but the schedule disparity, right, is, isn't that – going to be maybe the trump card <laughs> i mean we're having a hard enough time figuring out what the committee's trying to do with the best teams in the country i don't know what they're going to do with the, the g5 so we'll see this is a reminder the bboc podcast is presented by betmgm use bonus code action when signing up to get up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kentucky louisiana maryland massachusetts 
Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yep. All right, moving on. Yeah, a whole lot of talk about Florida State's schedule, who, by the way, they didn't give up 30 points the entire year. But the only reason Colin Wilson had his Louisville undefeated ticket is because they dodged all the good teams in the ACC. You knew they were frauds. And after watching that Louisville-NC State game, you knew that Jack Plummer's scrub ass was going to fold when he needed to be good. You knew it. You saw it coming. Take his ass to Enterprise. Get him out of my face. Yeah, so another game I, I got some eyes on. Not too much. A little tough to watch. The box score is about impossible. 55 yards of passing. Um, yeah, that Louisville undefeated ticket was fun for a long time. But, yeah, it was extremely soft schedule. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for Florida State. I really do. I do as well. I feel bad for people that have futures. Uh, their fans, obviously, the team. Um, they won every game. They did their job. They won, you know, with backups. I just – and look, historically, we didn't always take the four best teams, right? And mm-hmm. um, like, so while I think the committee got it right, and these are the best games, and just from a content perspective for the audience, um, I am happy for our audience because we're going to be talking about these games, or writing about these games, doing live shows about these games for a month. And look at the spreads. We have two really competitive, I think, fantastic matchups now. So I think it it worked out for the product, um, and from a betting perspective, I think we got two really good games. And as you mentioned before, we have every part of, of every region in the country covered. So I think they got it right. But yeah, I, I feel awful for Florida State fans, betters, future ticket holders, uh, you name it. It was a tough situation, um, and unfortunately, this happened one year before the expanded playoffs. So. Um, yeah, I feel awful as well. All right, moving on. Stucky, Colin, it's the end of the first quarter of the Michigan-Iowa game. I tailed Colin over 36. I already can tell that this game's going to be 31 nothing in the fourth quarter, and we're going to need Iowa to score a touchdown at the bell. I can already see it happening. God, I hope that's not the case. I don't have I don't have anything on the Big Ten championship game. I mean, Iowa got skunked. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was – Look, uh, Iowa goes under again. I mean, it is incredible. They get, they, they don't have it easy. They don't have it easy. Oddsmakers don't give them high numbers, and they still find a way to go under. Um, uh, yeah, just an ugly game. Um, to be honest, Iowa's offense looked better than I thought it would. Um, I mean, they threw for Deacon Hill threw it thirty-two times for one hundred and twenty yards. It's hard to do. Um, they couldn't run the ball though. Um, average one and a half yards per rush, and. Uh, yeah, Michigan just a different class. Um, I mean, Michigan only finished with 200 total yards. So it's not like their offense was coming along. We'll have to talk about that. I mean, Iowa does have a really good defense, but yeah, Iowa comes up just short of a cover. Game stays under. Pretty boring game, as expected. Hey, boys. Calling from Sierra Dial here. Holding on to a nice Bo Nix 20 to 1 Heisman ticket. Might as well have a bonfire in the snow and light it up because, jeez. Bonix, more like freaking God, he is terrible right now. Stucky and Colin, I'm going to start this message by saying I respect the podcast and respect both of you, but I got something to say to you fellas. 
Bow down, baby. I haven't even listened to your Friday podcast yet, but I listened to the new BCS. You're talking about a classic Rose Bowl, Colin, between Oregon and Michigan. Guess what a classic Rose Bowl is, fellas? Is Washington versus Michigan. Like the 1992 Rose Bowl when we won the national title. Mr. Kentucky and Mr. Arkansas. Why don't you study up a little bit on West Coast football and learn a little bit about the University of Washington? Go dogs, baby. Woof, woof, woof. Colin, Ducky, love you boys, love you boys. But how about those Washington Huskies? Oh, Oregon's going to get the revenge. You know, Washington, you know, one of the luckiest teams out there. Oregon, look ahead, minus one against Michigan. Didn't even get off the bus. Kalen DeBoer, 20 straight wins, 103 and 11 all time. Give this team their flowers. Give them their respect. They show up and beat Oregon three straight times to go out as the final champs of the Pac-12. RIP, go Huskies, be Michigan. Hey, Con, you know. Oregon thirty to one. Oh, I got them ten to one too. I got them eight to one, twenty to one, forty to one. But I don't give a f- how they f- look. Bo Nix in a big game. You really trusted him, f- Michael Penix? Yeah, nice going, bud. I'm cashing the Washington futures. F- you easiest bet I've ever seen. Oh, the ship's on Oregon minus nine and a half. Yeah, okay, buddy. Nice f- call. I don't even remember last night. I was the caller last week who was mad about people loving this Jaden Daniels fake hype, and my boy Bonix laid an absolute egg in the first half yesterday, and it was horrible. And I wake up feeling the pain of drinking and seeing all that work, getting value on the Heisman all season long. Taking JJ McCarthy ten to one and him getting up to two to one. Taking Bonix thirteen to one. Taking Michael Penix at plus four hundred. While Caleb Williams was a minus money favorite. All gone. The dunk spot was Jaden Daniels, and it's gonna happen. Greetings, gentlemen. Portobello Jones here. Thanks to Colin. Thanks to Tim Murray. I was invested both in Oregon futures and Bonix to win the Heisman. And, of course, on Friday night, I got my kicked in. Literally, which, to say nothing of the group of five guys who have been successfully running their Ponzi scheme until the New Mexico State defense does their best Diego Pavia on the New Mexico logo and down their leg. Best of luck to Ionello and Calabrese in federal prison. Calabrese probably holds his own, but Ionello, good luck, bro. Yeah, I, I don't remember us telling everybody to bet Oregon minus nine and a half. I mean, listen. Yeah, we said there was no value in that number. I mean, I, yeah. I was wrong about it. I thought Oregon was going to win for sure. Um, oh, give, give, have, I've never seen this Washington defense. I mean, give Chuck yeah, the Washington defense is, it's improving significantly, which is something that we'll get into. But safety's getting healthier, playing Bruner more. I don't, he's good. Every time he's in there, he makes a play. Mm-hmm. They're playing Bruner increased snaps at linebacker but i agree i mean you know also now all three of their wide receivers are healthy which they haven't had basically the entire season they have three sunday guys um but you know now they're all healthy 
maybe Penix was, you know, I, I where I think I, I got got it wrong on Washington and and you know was that you know they played so many close games, but there was also and we'll get into all of this in more detail, but there was you know a potential that Penix was a little banged up. You know, we knew their defense was banged up. Their receivers mm-hmm. were banged up. There also was potentially like they were dealing with the flu for a couple games. Um, there was some weather. So, yeah, I, I definitely didn't do a good enough job getting into the the nuances of Washington. Um, but I they won that game. In the, I mean, obviously, Penix was good. The receivers were good. But they won that game in the fashion that I thought Oregon was going to win that game. Dylan Johnson had a great game and they won it with physicality and at the line of scrimmage where I thought they were going to be significantly outplayed. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, two things that you're going to have to have to play Texas. Like I would have thought that they would just get mauled. I mean, I don't know. I I was completely shocked that anytime Oregon tried to pop it to the outside, their speed was met at the, at the line of scrimmage. Like they just could not stretch and get, get vertical. It was Really, a really good performance. And now all I'm thinking is this set of wide receivers and Michael Penix get a whole month to get healthy. Kalen DeBoer gets a whole month to go ahead and scheme and design. I mean, it's uh, they they already I mean, I'm looking at the board, right? I think they just opened up plus four against Texas. I make that two. I think I don't think it's going to close above a field goal. It might. But uh, Washington's live here. They're they're true live dog. Yeah, I don't think Johnson's going to do much. No one can run on Texas. Right. But how Washington is most comfortable attacking is through the air. And Texas's biggest weakness is that corner. Yep. So that's potentially where this game could be decided. Uh, but credit to Washington. The the guy barking and saying we need a lesson, uh, your caller of the week. Reach out to me or our producer at old boy Uncle Mitch or email um podcast at action network.com. And uh we'll send you some gear. Um and by the way, leave five star review. Say whatever you want on there. Those really help us out. We'll do some giveaways uh, throughout bowl season when we do those previews. And just a programming note, no preview this week for Army-Navy. There's only one game. But we will cover – we will have a BCS episode early in the week. So we will uh, we'll cover the Army-Navy game. Colin can make his case for the over there, so you guys don't have to miss that. Uh, so we will have a new BCS episode out, but no regular episode later in the week. And then we will, the following week, we will start to get into bowl prep. Uh, so we will, you know, probably have I don't know, three or four episodes, including the national title, um, and just kind of group them up chronologically and go through, uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 at a time. Yeah. So stay tuned there for more details uh, on our Twitter or X accounts, we will share when those are all coming out, but we will have every single bowl covered. Stuck. Colin, hope you guys are doing well. You know, usually I call this number to bitch about some bad beat or some horrible bet, but how about some positivity on this fine day? The Miami Redhawks, 8-1 to one to win the MAC. Let's go. Nobody was giving this team a chance to win this game outright, and what happened? Peak Maction happened, baby. And Stucky, you can bet that I will not be mixing in a water tonight. All right, love you guys. Yeah, I it was I had three futures going into Saturday, two backup quarterbacks. I really and then I had Texas. It was very confident in Texas. I really just wanted to get one of the two. 
of Miami or SMU. So to get both after losing, you know, Iowa won last year with a backup quarterback felt pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that Miami could get home and Texas got home for us. Um, so, yeah, it was a good good day in regards to, to futures. Uh, and sometimes you need some bounces, right? Uh, and that's just how it goes. Um, and they went our way this year. And so it was, it, was, it was nice for Miami to get home and start the day off like that in, yes, some true, true matching. Hey, Colin. Hey, Stucks. It's Colin you here on Championship Weekend. Only made a couple bets, but one of the easiest bets of the day was this Texas team total. By God, it was a breeze. And second off, I want to put my opinion in to Stucks absolutely possibly throwing his pick away for the gambling Heisman. I would have more respect for him if he decided to say, you know what, this and take Graham Nicholson from Miami of Ohio. That would take some balls. No, he's going to drunkenly try to tell the viewers that Noah Favita should win gambling Heisman, all right? I understand Diego Pavia, he got hurt. They would have won the game, okay? He got hurt. And, Chuck, I know you want a lot of money because a lot of your backup finally got there. Make sure you're drinking the water. Well, we'll see you Sunday morning. Also, Colin, congratulations on uh, swimming in money as well. Take care, guys. You guys are, I'm not going to, you guys are going to have to stay tuned to, I mean, the, there's bowls, there's playoffs. There's a lot more football to be played before we decide who wins the gambling Heisman. This season isn't over yet. So, um, by the way, I think, I I don't think it's been officially announced, but I think it's almost official. Arizona, Oklahoma, that's a great bowl game. Uh, that's one of the ones that. Over. <laughs> yes, that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Uh I think that's gonna. I think it's like ninety nine percent confirmed. Uh, but those yeah. will start to trickle out throughout the day. Um, we'll start to get lines, and then the arduous process of tracking who's playing, who's not, who cares, who doesn't, um, who's hitting the portal. It's uh, a lot of work, but it's a love, a uh, labor of love for me. I know you enjoy this time of year as well. Um, but uh, any other thoughts from the weekend before we? Go wait on these openers. No, I I mean, it was, I, I love hitting season long future bets. Um, we had an extremely profitable season. I'm glad we could do that for everybody. Now the real work really begins. Uh, these bowl announcements are going to come out. Brett's going to have that for everybody. And, you know, one, these get, these things get paired up and, and, and books are just going to put it up on the board without regard to coaches, players, everything. So, you know, I would say keep the action app up because um, if I hit something in the next 48 hours, it's going to be because I think that number is going to move. Um, and, and you know, and just keep in mind, everybody with bowl numbers, it's not so much like when when you take a position, it's more of getting ahead, uh, trying to create CLV so you can come back on it in case there is like coaching player news, stuff like that. So really the next, you know, two or three days is all about establishing a position being right about the move and then having the opportunity to come back. So we'll, we'll see what we can do here, but this is uh it's eating season the next 48 hours. Yeah. It's time for us to go get to work. Uh, thanks Colin for joining me. Thanks to our producers on the back end. Thanks most importantly to all of you for joining us. As I mentioned before, do five star view. Those really help us out. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Can't wait to get into bowl season. We'll see y'all on Tuesday for the new BCS. Cheers. Peace out.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.